Welcome to the Project Life Podcast. I am Mike Watson. On this podcast, we're going to explore being a dad and operating the world in that role. Also, the other role of just being a dude, being a man in this world. And then lastly, it's about running a business with my wife. So the ins and outs of how we make that happen, advice and things that I've learned over my lifetime and things that actually work to grow our business. So enjoy this episode of Project Life with Mike Watts and have a great rest of the day. Welcome back to Project Life with Mike Watts. Today, we are talking about the body image, people, the body image, male body images, and how, when, and what goes on with that, right? There is a lot of, you hear a lot of things about women's body images and magazine covers and unreal real expectations for women to attain and, and to grow up to become right like Barbie and all this stuff right so there's all these things that we we hear about quite a bit a lot about but we don't hear a lot of guys talking about things that they go through as well themselves and I feel like that is one thing that I'm just going to share for my own self like I'm not I'm not going to bring up anybody else at this moment in time or things that I've heard or conversations I've had because I really want to kind of just hit on my own experience of what this has been like for myself and whew. Excuse me. It's been a roller coaster ride to say the least. Um, and there's a couple of things that I'm doing differently now that have definitely I feel better and healing about that experience uh, for myself. Right. So I know genetics plays into a large part of how our bodies turn out. Right. And there, I feel like a lot of people miss that piece when it comes to, let's say, being in shape. Let's say you look at a fitness magazine and you see a woman with like sculpted abs and a guy that has six pack and giant chest and arms and that's the desire of what the that is the quote unquote dominant male physique or female physique of what we should be striving to look like right and so that is it's great to have that piece and I've always wanted that and I think that's really great but there's also a place that's genetics plays into this and there's a way that we can live our life that is healthy from all the way around to be comfortable from the skin and the body that we live in. So right before our wedding, Kate and I did this crazy workout program where we weighed and measured every single thing that we put in our mouth, um, liquids as well as food. So we had we measured our macros, which are protein, carbs, and fats. And we had a certain amount of protein, carbs, and fats that went in our system every single day. And then we worked out for basically an hour to two hours every single day at the gym, um, six days a week, I believe. And it was crazy. We did this insane program. We got into this ridiculous shape over the course of that period of time. I ended up losing like 25 pounds. I think Kate lost like 20 pounds or something. Um, we both got extremely skinny. And we did that for about five months approximately, like four and a half, five months. And then it got so stressful. And so even though we were in this ridiculously physical form, um, just it ended up taking a toll where it became very, very stressful. And I've actually done the macro weighing thing quite a few times and I've actually quit. So the last time I did it, I just stopped. I was working with this company called Working Against Gravity. Um, fantastic company. Nothing, you know, there was nothing against these guys. But if you're ever in a place where you're just want to take your optimal, you know, your actual nutrition to another game and kind of learn more about yourself, uh, it's called WAG, W-A-G, but it's workingagainstgravity.com, I believe. And it's a fantastic organization, a fantastic program, what they're helping people with. But I actually stopped. I emailed the guy. I was like, I just can't do this anymore. I'm like, I'm moving. I got a kid. I'm like, we're changing houses. Like, it's just too stressful. And the stress of 
this is actually causing me more stress to get into this idealistic shape that I want to be in than actually working to get there because I won't be satisfied at the end result to be able to get there, right? Have you ever strived for something so much that you think this is going to be the end-all, be-all solution and it's not? So that's kind of what I just decided, like, I have to stop doing that. Like, I have to start healing my mental mindship mind around my physical form, like my body form. And you see these people too, like these Instagram um, celebrities, that are in ridiculous shape and they go, I went on vacation, I gained three pounds over vacation. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? And like, they still have six packs and all this stuff and it's just like, what? And they're like, oh, well, it's okay to go on vacation for three pounds because then I'll eat better when I come back. And I'm just like, that's not, what? Like, it's not a healthy way to live life if all we're doing is watching the scale as well as monitoring like what the six-pack situation is that's in there. At least this is what I have found because it has not been successful for me. And I don't I feel like it's not successful for a lot of people because this is the whole reason we have crazy diet programs and all this stuff to get in shape. So what ended up happening is I just started wanting to say better things about my body, better things about my system taking better care about my soul, like my mindset when it comes to my physical body. Now, do I still look in the mirror and say, oh, well, I could lose a few pounds here and there? Yeah, periodically. But as when those thoughts come on, I try to reverse it and say, your body is supporting you to raise a family, run a business, have employees, um, you know, have team members that are really helping the business grow and taking it to the next level. So this is the way physical health and taking care of it is doing for me that's really um, comfortable, you know, and not comfortable, but empowering to myself. I guess I could put it that way because when after Penelope was born, so we went on this crazy diet program, right? We did this crazy food weighing thing. And that was from, that was during 2014 because we got married in July of 2014 and we were in ridiculous shape. Kate's arms were just jacked. She looked amazing and she still looks amazing to this day, even though she's not still that same form. Um, but it's, it's the way, I mean, I looked amazing as well. So I'll just speak for myself cause I t- mentioned Kate. And so everybody commented on Kate's arms at the wedding. And that's the one thing I always sticks out in my mind. And so it's like, I lost crazy amounts of weight and, and built crazy amounts of muscle. And it was bodybuilding esque workouts. Um, but I just knew by the time I was working out with this, I got very tight. Like I could just feel my legs were getting tight. My shoulders were getting tight. My chest was getting tight. I just did not feel relaxed at the end of this program. And so then we had Penelope in September of 2015. So it was about a year later. And I pretty much put on like 30 pounds from the wedding period to, and I just, and I saw pictures of myself in December of 2015. And this is no joke. I'm not just like making this up. Like my face was so fat. Like it just blow, blew up. Um, I just recently saw a photo of like Bob Saget. So Bob Saget from the full house days to Bob Saget to now, his face really like he's, it's like holding weight and water weight in your face, right? And that's exactly what was happening to me during that time because I also gained so much weight as well. So I've been on this constant like up and down massive roller coaster journey 
And now I actually weigh more than I did at that time, but like I'm gaining muscle because I started CrossFit. So I'm like, I'm squatting in my legs and my workout routine. But the biggest thing I can say about like starting this new workout program, it's been very consistent, right? And so I know my body's going through transformation and changes. Like my clothes aren't fitting, but now the clothes that weren't fitting are now starting to fit again. And I just decided to like, I don't need to eat all day. You know, it's like, when am I going to eat? And I start listening to my body and listening to myself about when I'm actually really hungry during this journey of life. Right. And I don't have this dialed in yet. I know some people are very good at this that have it dialed in. I listened to this guy. His name's Austin Maliola. He's been in the kind of the CrossFit scene for a really long time. And he says, I, he's like, I have my nutrition dialed in every single day. He goes, it's taken me you know, four or five years I've been doing this, this deal. And now it's like five years, six years in, like I have it pretty dialed in. Like I eat really well. I have fun when I want to, I work out consistently and hard. He's been like an athlete, at the CrossFit games, but he just really has a dialed in for himself for what feels good. And that's the striving place that I'm getting to for myself where it's like, oh, I can go out and have a dessert if I choose to do that and not beat myself up about it. I can look at myself in the mirror and say this, you know, this body is supporting me. And I just noticed today when I was like playing with Penelope is like getting in and off the ground is becoming much easier for me. Um, than it was like I'm working on my squatting ability to be able to like loosen up my hip flexors and my quads and my shoulders and my back and like really working on focusing my posture. This is what I talked about yesterday was much of a more long term versus short term journey. I mean, it took me a long time to get here to have these negative thoughts about everything. But then also, what is the the reverse of this to create much more a longer, better term vision of my body and my system as I grow now? Do what would I still love to have like aesthetically a pleasing six pack abs to go with it? Yes. But am I eating chips? Yes, I am. Now, if am I eating chips that's going to dominate a six pack because of my genetics and my skin makeup and who I am, like my body type itself, I probably will have to even when I was cutting back all of those foods and got really, really lean. I still didn't have a six pack. So I don't know if that's ever in my cards because there is an ability of people that will just get incredible shape, but they'll never actually form a six pack. I don't know. We shall see what, how it plays out long term. Not that I'm striving for that. That's not the end result and the desire for me. It's just about like being comfortable eating on a daily basis where it feels empowering and noticing things when I don't feel empowered. Like yesterday morning we had brunch. I had a brunch cookout for Kate's birthday. And we had, I ate way too much food and then I didn't feel great. Right. And like, I just knew I didn't feel great. So I didn't really need to eat the rest of the day because when I'm getting tired or stressed is I'll start eating more and especially in the sweet category. So it's about paying attention to those. Like the male relationship when it comes to our bodies, like it's a big deal. And I feel like there's a lot of people like you walk around and you see these males with these massive beer bellies. Like they are definitely experiencing body image type things, guarantee it, because especially like if you can't even see your penis, right? If you're not even as a guy and you're not able to actually see your penis looking down, there's probably something triggering where it's like become much more self-conscious about what's going on. And it can prevent a lot of things of healing and fixing and he, not necessarily fixing, but healing experience for guys. So let me talk about what I mentioned yesterday. I was going to talk about circumcision. This is, goes right into kind of what we're talking about today. I mean, in the United States of America, we have, um, I'm just going to Google this real fast. Uh, rates in America. 
in the U.S. So basically found that circumcision rates in the 1960s to was 83% of babies that were born. And in 2010, it's dropped to 77%. The overall among United States males is 14, between the ages of 14 and 59 is 81% according to the, and this was back in 2014. Let me see if I can find somebody's done any more relevant standards. But like the bottom line is, I just want to, from an energetic perspective, uh, the industrial, this is an article that I just pulled up. The industrialized world is turning against circumcision. It's time for the U.S. to do the exact same. And this, I know there's religious things that come into here for like the Jew, like Jewish religion. Um, let's see. is They do the circumcisions as like kind of an event, I believe is what it's called. Um, nearly six out of 10 newborns are released from a hospital for skin free. The practice is so widespread. In fact, one study of 90, 90 African-American medical textbooks and models found that less than a third featured a penis with a foreskin intact. And this is disturbing. All right. I'm just going to say this for the entire men of the world and the man, man, people of the world. And if you're having a baby anytime soon, that happens to be a boy, really just ask yourself the question. It, I, I am so tired of religion being an excuse for making decisions on things based off of religious beliefs. Like, for instance, like the angelical, is that what it's called? Something. The Christians, white men and women voted Donald Trump into practice, and they're like, oh, and now they just avoid it. We've had conversations where it's like, this is against my own you know, because of what Mike Pence believes in anti-gay or whatever, you know, it's just like, no, you can't get away with this stuff anymore. Okay. It's about what is the actual decision that makes sense to you as a human being thinking from a logical standpoint of humanity moving into the future. There is no more of this religious cover of bullshit, all right? Like that's when it comes to this, when I talk about the circumcision, just from an energetic perspective, a way the why men are turned out the way suicide rates are drastically higher. The the mass murders rates are drastically higher. Overdose rates higher. You know, dealing with toxic masculinity, men running away from being fathers of kids that they are fathering in in many communities and in all over the United States, right? Not showing up to support their their women during this process or attacking or getting in fights. Just from an energetic perspective, let me switch the thing here for one second. I'm going to grow up and I'm going to go to you and I'm going to cut off your penis, right? Just like at 18 years old. Hey, dude, let me cut off your dick. Um, people would all of them be like, you're freaking crazy. So why do we do this to little boys? The most sensitive part on a male's body is that foreskin area that takes place. And from an energy, just think of it from the energy. If we're cutting that off right off the bat, right off when they're born, we are training this human being that they, they their body is wrong, right? And we are teaching this boy that their body is wrong and not made correctly, all right? Now, I was circumcised, and I would imagine my brother was circumcised. I have no idea. Because people, it was just the thing to do, right? It was the fear of what is actually taking place and like cancer and health issues and all this blah, 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 right? The bottom line is, you can look at all the medical studies, and the truth is it's all being proven wrong. 
I've had a lot of conversations with my mother-in-law, Dr. Christian Northrup, that has circumcised circumcised a lot of little boys. And she, I, the first time I ever heard her cry was on stage, basically, um, at an event. She talked about this. It was like the most heartfelt like thing that she's ever expressed to me about the damage that she did across society. There's a book on it that I read that I can't remember the name of right now, but you can just Google. Um, let me see. Uh, I'll find it by the time we hang up here. Uh, the hidden trauma of circumcision, right? And so this goes back into the body image piece that I'm talking about, right? If we're training ourselves, and this actually correlates to the way we look at women as well, because if I'm being trained as a very young baby that my body is not good enough and be like, a lot of people are like, oh, they're babies, but the babies, these are more in touch with who they actually are than we are as adults, right? We spend our whole lives, let's meditate more, let's go to yoga, let's work out, let's do all this stuff. But this new form baby that enters this planet is more connected with themselves than ever before. And they're more connected with their mother. And so think about it like from a perspective is all of a sudden now this mother is giving this baby over to a doctor and now cut your penis off. Like you lose disconnect with your own mother who's keeping you safe, who raised you, who grew you inside of her. And now all of a sudden you go in the world and like, who do I actually, who am I protected by? Because I'm not protected by my mom because this took place. And then I'm not protected by the doctors. I'm not protected by dad because they let my penis get cut off, right? It's this energetic cycle that takes place where it all comes back to the trauma that we have to deal with as men, as a society, or it's like, you're not man enough. You're not man enough. You know, it's all this crazy, crazy thing. Now there's female circumcision that takes place all over the world as well. Not here in the United States as a massive thing, but it does, it is happening. Not like male circumcision that's taking place. So when it comes to males, um, body image and bringing this back home and wrapping all of this thing up that we can move forward with this, with my public health week, basically what's, what's happening. It's to have perspective when these decisions are taking place. If your kids, daughters, sons are having babies, present them with material that might be different. Admit, like if you happen to circumcise your son and just be like, I freaking screwed up, you know, it was a decision that I messed up, but I'm sorry about this that ended up taking place, you know, because it is wrong. Our bodies, it's like everybody, especially I talked about the religion piece that goes into this. Oh, it's Jesus, this Jesus, that God, every has a plan for us. So every direction we're going to go, whatever, whatever you believe in, however you want to right? I'm just bringing these things up to create a different perspective on them. But, oh, wait, God didn't, he created the greatest gift that we are as humans or whatever your beliefs are. These are just things that I hear, right? But no, you have an extra little foreskin. We got to cut that shit off. That is not in religious teachings that is purity for moving forward. Our bodies are brought into this planet for a reason, and the human form that we actually live in is perfect the way that it is as we come in. And if we stop these practices that have been outdated, that we're just doing them to do them over the long period of time, I believe, especially this toxic masculinity piece, will be healed. But no, And we will move to create a better world for everybody that's in existence. Because right now what we have going on is a problem. There's an issue with the folks that are actually running this world and the place that it's leading us to at this moment in time, this quote, uh, these quote, uh, 
quote unquote leaders that we have running the United States of America. So I would be, and you can, you know, I would just say the biggest thing that I'm going to talk about this week is to make, be educated on making proper decisions. Don't do what everybody else has done. Doing what everybody else has done has not ended me, has not led me any path that I've been happy with in my life. Uh, and frankly, that's the truth. Like I was never do following the norm of what everybody else is doing was not how I created anything that I created from a business perspective, life perspective, any of that stuff. And it definitely didn't make me happy to follow the the realm of what everybody else was doing. So be educated, be informed of what the proper decisions are moving forward. You guys have a great rest of the day and I'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. What's up, people? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. One last thing before we close it out and you let you get back to your day. I've put together a free giveaway, actually, on MikeJWatts.com. You can go check it out now, but it's download my free three tools to make your business life easier starting now. And I gave away three simple tips and things that we use in our business that hands down make our life easier, that allows for scale it allows for solid operating structures so we can scale to the next level of revenue. So you can get that free giveaway. It's a PDF download. You just type it in. Plus, you'll also be on my weekly newsletter that goes out every Friday. And I really love it because it's three to four things that I really found valuable in the week and that hopefully you enjoy as well. So you can get all that downloaded over at MikeJWatts.com. You can sign up for the newsletter there. And I'll see you guys on the next episode of Project Life. Cheers. Cheers.